You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. You there, bro? Yeah, man. I'm here. You here? I am here. And so awesome. is everybody else that chose to join us here on the inaugural episode of uh, the Nerd Room Arcade. What's going on tonight, man? Oh, man, I am stoked. I got to tell you, I've uh, I've been extremely excited for this show. Um, talking comics, talking games with you. Um, it's going to be a blast, man. I mean, normally we talk comics, we talk movies, but today it's, it's all about the games. And it's also about a huge property, Star Wars. I can't wait. I know, man. Yeah, we always we try and sneak it in a little bit here and there, but it's not the forte on our main show, hence the mm-hmm. uh, need for a spinoff. So, yeah, once again, everybody, welcome to the Nerd Room Arcade, episode one. And today we're going to be talking Star Wars gaming. All things from way back on the Atari arcade machines, if you want, right up to uh, rumors of Knights of the Old Republic 3. So Oof. we're going to get this thing on. I'm here with my I'm man, Troy the Boy. What's going on, y'all? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, and so if you guys have any questions or comments or want to jump in on the conversation, by all means, there's a voicemail system on here. So feel free to drop a message, and when we uh, see those messages pop up, we'll stream them in and give you our insights or listen to uh, whatever commentary you'd like to provide. And yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll try it out. And with everybody joining us tonight, please bear with us. This is our first time outside of a couple seconds test run the other night with this app but uh we'll try it out if it's fun and if uh you guys like it then we can keep going with it and if it's uh not uh not all it's cut up to be then we can go back to doing things in a more conventional means but uh yeah man star wars gaming star wars gaming where do we begin holy i know man it, like it's funny because like in getting prepped for this episode, I just took a quick look at the Wikipedia on Star Wars games out there, and there's pages and pages and pages of different video games that this IP is inspired. I guess it makes sense, but uh, yeah, man, no shortage of content with Star Wars. But in looking back, I gotta say, like I, I had a bit of an epiphany in that my Star Wars fandom honestly, was born out of the video games, more so than anything else. Um, Yeah, growing up, I wasn't really into it, and it wasn't something my folks were into, even remotely. But, um, yeah, my best friend through junior high and high school, kind of we hit high school, and he's like, yeah, you know, this Batman collecting thing is cool that you got going on, and I I was really into Star Wars when I was a kid, so that's what I want to get into. So we started doing that, but... um, I had the video game consoles and he wanted to play these games in the worst way. So that um, sucked up a lot of my weekends where he'd show <laughs> up with the, <laughs> with the game rentals and uh, we'd be firing up the system having a sleepover, trying to crush these things over oh. uh, the single rental. But uh, yeah, man, why don't you tell me what's uh, what's your first experience or your first love in that star Wars game in space? Well, first of all, I gotta say shout out to the rentals, man. The blockbusters, the Rogers videos. Wow, take me back. Um, but yeah, man, no, um, for me, it all begins. You know, listen, people had Contra, right? Super difficult. People had Metal Slug by um 
what was it? Neo Geo. And then there was also um, Super Ghosts and Goblins. Yes. When you're King Arthur. And those were yep. all extremely hard games. But for me, Super Star Wars, Super Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi, those three things by LucasArts were extremely difficult. Um, starting off as Luke in Tatooine, and it's that side-scroller platforming game. And that thing was just... That was nuts. And for me, that was like, I think that's the first Star Wars game I really got into. It was action-packed. You start off as Luke with the uh, just your pistols, and you got different weapons. And eventually, you, you could get like the bomb, and you could also get the, the lightsaber, obviously. And then, I think as the later uh, games, you could go from Luke to Han to Leia. Um, Chewie. Remember Chewie. he had that spin? <laughs> yeah, this spin! Yeah, and then, and then Return of the Jedi Luke and the all-black, like Mandalorian Luke. In Return of the yeah. Jedi, that Luke was like he was he was fierce. But that, yeah, but those games were those were classics, but extremely hard games, extremely hard. Yeah, man, and it's funny that you bring those up because that was by far my number one gateway into into Star Wars gaming, but Star Wars period, full stop, right? Because yeah, um, yeah, Billy would rent these games, and I remember Super Star Wars, like it was impossible. And there's these like aliens jumping all over the place. I was like. What what are these things like? I was like, are these Gundark things all over the, all over the movie? And he's like, no, he's yeah. like, I, I think they just mentioned them. I don't know if they're even in the movie kind of thing. And uh, man, that's why when I first met you guys, I had such deep yeah. cuts knowledge of Star Wars. But yes, yeah, it's like this guy doesn't really know the movies, but he can tell me what all these obscure creatures are. But that's because I was uh, <laughs> chopping them down in the Super Star Wars games. So yeah, Super Star Wars, Empires, and Return of the Jedi. Like, and I yeah. remember. I remember like him not letting me go to sleep because the Death Star level at the end where you're like gotta fly the Falcon out and it was like the the mode oh. seven graphics on the Super oh. Nintendo where you're coming out of the Death Star and he just like no chance. Like he'd be crashing out the first four or five screens and I could make it pretty far, but I'm like, dude, I'm like dying. I'm so oh. tired right now. And it's like Yeah. No, and he's like, you, you gotta get through this, man. You gotta get through this. And I was just like, oh, shoot, I, I need him to drive me home. So <laughs> I, better, I better get this game wrapped up, man. Those were extremely <laughs> difficult, though, because yeah, you mentioned like those, those end uh, battle scenes, uh, levels, and then also when you're even riding like Luke Speeder. Remember those those couple? So you have like the side scrollers, and then you have like when you're in the actual X Wing from the Death Star. Then they have yeah. you on the speeder, or they have you in the. Um, People are gonna kill me for this one, but whatever ship you're in in Empire, what do you do the basically like the the whip around the ATAT and oh, bring this, it down? The snow speeders. The yes. snow speeder, honestly, right? Um, yeah. like those levels, man, super difficult. Oh, I know. Yeah, I remember when you had the grappling hook. There was like this sweet yeah. spot where you had to hit the button, or else the <laughs> adat would kick you on its like as it on its backswing, I guess, with its foot, and yeah. you'd crash out all the time. Like there was this exact little set of pixels that you had to hit that left and right turn on to be able to get that stupid grappling hook on. But yeah, I got fond memories or PTSD from those stupid games. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember them well, man. I remember them well. And like the platforming through, oh, yeah. through Tatooine, like the Sarlacc pit level, jumping oh, on the man. little floating platforms and stuff to oh, get away those, from that stupid thing. Those are, or, or the Jawas like ship. You know, like the Jawas. Um, oh, the maybe that was in Return the the Stankhole. Was that in Return of the Jedi's, or was that in? I know it's definitely in Return of the Jedi's because I played that one recently. But yeah. it might also be in uh, Super Star Wars as well. 
I remember it being immense. It was like the size of like yeah. six city blocks. Like how big? Oh, it's that? huge. <laughs> and <laughs> if you fall, you're done. Because because Luke had that spin where he, could, I think he could kind of double jump or kind of hover for a minute. And man, you fall off. You hover for a second, but it kind of sucks because you're like you're hovering, fighting for your life. But it's like, nah, man, you're dropping to your doom. Get ready to start yeah. all over again because there's no there's no coming back from that. You know when you fall off that thing. So yeah, they did some cool yeah. stuff with that because like Return of the Jedi, you could play as like Leia in the Bosch outfit and stuff. And yeah, yeah, no Lando though. I don't think you'd ever be Lando in any of them. No, just in the just Falcon. Well, and I remember Han yeah. was like the worst character. Like you'd never play. Yeah. Him play as him because he didn't really have the jump i think his blaster was better than luke's but that was about it that was about it yeah uh and the speeder level obviously return the jedi that was great too with the stormtroopers coming after you you can kind of kind of sideswipe them yeah just like the movie impossible (laughs) 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 yeah because that one was like a top-down view right I think I no, I think it was kind of like if anyone's played uh, Road Rash, it was basically like a a weird like road at was it Road Road Rash? Yeah, it's like Road Rash on the three three PO, not three PO, the three GO system is old the old Panasonic system. There's a game called Road oh. Rash and on on the motorbike, but it's a lot like that kind of. Um, okay. It's interesting. Like three quarter view kind of thing. I I do vaguely remember it. Like, yeah, it was different. They had like the stumps that you could hit, and yes. then like the little patches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy, crazy. Yeah, what else man. in that retro space, man? In that it, oh. old school gaming. What what were some more of those Star Wars first loves that you had back then? Yo, it it was hype. So after Star Wars, because this the thing is too at this point, right? There's no Star Wars out. Like we have. I think the power of the force toys were kind of on the rise. They were kind of kicking around, but there was, but Star Wars was done. And the Nintendo 64 dropped. And when they gave us um, Shadows of the Empire with my boy Dash Rendar, this game, <laughs> the commercials, everything was just, it was nuts. Because back then, 64 graphics, like that's that's what it was all about. It was like that look of like the Ocarina of Time Zelda, the Mario 64, the Final Fantasy 7s. Uh, Shadows of the Empire looked great back. It looked terrible now, but back then, that was something else. And uh, again, I remember them doing. I think they did the snow speeder level as well. Yes, on Han. it was impossible because it was three D. That one is three D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that one well. Like I, I remember the yeah. build up to that, and that was kind of like you said. There was Star Wars was dead. There was nothing happening in that space and then they did kind of like with what they're doing with the high republic right now except in kind of that more commercial space as opposed to in that reading space where it's like here's your toy lines and here's this video game that we're doing and here's your comic series and i think there was a prose book um i didn't mess with any of that stuff my my job was to just uh have a have a game system available and then yeah get good enough at that game so I could get everybody the hell out of my basement <laughs> once we made it through those levels. That one in Racer. I remember like I, I used well, to always do the Anakin yeah I used to always do the Anakin thing because I'm like I'm the only human that can do it because it's just like dudes I don't know what you're expecting to see in this game but it's like I don't love it and you're making me play it over and over and over again. But I, I guess that shows their Star Wars passion. But oh <laughs> uh, well the arcade one too the pod racers arcade that was fire. Yeah, I didn't mess with that one too much yeah. because that was that was when I was super cheap, and I'm like, I I ain't throwing <laughs> tunies into this machine to just crash out on some rocks on the Boonta Eve, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's had some success that was because that pod race pod racer, I think, was actually just re-released as well on uh, PS4, Switch, uh, probably Xbox One, but it's been kind of redone, a little bit of a remaster, a little more polished up. Okay, did you snag that yeah. one? I haven't yet. I want to check it out though. I want to check it out because it looks pretty solid. Because I did have fond memories of of the old games of mm-hmm. Pod Racers, and and you know people could say what they want about Episode One. I obviously I'm a big prequel guy. I love it, but Episode One, the sound and the whole scene of the Pod Racing was incredible. Even going back today, like just hearing the sound, just yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, and that game captured it. The game kind of captured that feel. Oh, I know, man. Like, yeah. you can always tell when somebody has a good sound setup or a bad sound setup when you have the pod race and Sabalba's pod racer. It either, it either <laughs> sounds right or your system's whack. There, there's no no middle ground with that thing. Yeah, no half-stepping, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And for back then, the other thing I got to yeah. give honorable mention to with, like, first experiences was the Star Wars pinball machine. I remember okay. there was a billiards by my junior high school and we used to sneak in there every once in a while and it was like street fighter 2 dropping yeah. mad coins but then billy's like we gotta play this the star wars machine is amazing and like i knew so many lines from that movie before i had ever seen it <laughs> it was the most That's... bizarre thing ever yeah which movie was this one the pinball based off of i i'm pretty like it was the the original like a new hope for sure yeah i think also, it was just a new hope if i'm not oh, okay yeah. cool but it was like one of the first modern pinballs, like with really cool glass and um, a few different mechanical uh, and moving parts inside and like the yeah. digital display and all that kind of stuff. And it had like an arcadey type of uh, side games to them where you could lock oh. the balls and uh, you're shooting stuff as you're flying the X-Wing kind of thing with the oh. left and right bumpers and whatnot. But yeah, it was killer, and it, I remember it had like the most beautiful glass ever. And that, yeah, that, yeah, that arcade had that one, and it had the Jurassic Park one next to it, and then this like weird biker one that the weird biker guys would always come and play. <laughs> and then, and that was my misguided youth, man. <laughs> That's all I don't know. No, you know, I, I've never given enough love to the pinball machines, so if I ever get the chance, man, I might have to try try it out i know like the xbox like arcade and the playstation arcade kind of have like the the star wars and even the marvel pinballs it's yeah. probably not the same but uh it's definitely worth checking out so i might have to definitely yeah man to. well those things they're money pits for sure but uh yeah we got a few pinball arcades here in town so maybe once cool. things start opening up we'll go uh go do family brunch and oh. take a couple rolls of loonies let's do it let's do it well i know the one on 17th they got it's um yeah, we're meant to go, man, because they got the Star Wars one, and the yeah. only Batman one they have is Batman Forever. So I gotta go with my boy. <laughs> there you go, you got me. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be trading places, man, because I'll be playing the Star Wars one, and you can have that Forever one all, all to day. yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, as we get into the Star Wars gaming experiences, yeah. uh, let's do a bit of a top three. What are your uh, what's what's one of your three best Star Wars gaming experiences? Ooh, okay. You know what? It's gonna be a little newer, but maybe old now. This is gonna show my age, I guess. But um, so going to number three spot, it's oh, this is tough. Force Unleashed with Galen, okay. uh, Star Killer, uh, the first one. 
this to me at the time was so cool. Just the idea that it's basically set between episodes three and four. And this idea that Vader had a secret apprentice, um, Galen, who was extremely strong in the force. And you had Vader training this guy. Um, and uh, he he was cool, man. He went on some some of his own kind of missions. And the power sets and the graphics at the time were just phenomenal. The lightsaber combat, too. Uh, where you're just hacking and slashing away. Um, I think there was even unlockable costumes or skins, or maybe it was a DLC. I can't remember because I think this was for the... This must have been around the 360 era, or the P- PlayStation 3. Um, it was really cool, though, man. I just really liked the idea of that that timeline. I'm a big prequel guy, obviously, but I love that timeline between 3 and 4. And it's, uh, it's a story that I, I don't know you could do it now with the timeline of, of Star Wars canon. It would be it'd be pretty tight. It's it's kind of like trying to squeeze in Mara Jade, so it'd be kind of hard to do. But um, that one, Force Unleashed, was pretty cool. Part two was okay, but this part one, I believe, is the one that gave us the cool Star Killer trying to bring down the Star Destroyer with the Force. And everybody okay. since then has been like, I want to see that. Like everyone's like, I want to see Luke do something like that. Right? It was he was OP, man. He worked really well in a video game. If you brought that guy into the movies, you'd have to tone him down some. A lot. <laughs> and that one, you could kind of tailor whether you skewed to the light side or the good side, correct? Or was that yeah, a so different he, game I'm thinking of? Well, there's, there's a bunch. Yeah, so Star Wars was really cool dipping into that. Um, obviously, Kotar made it huge. Uh, Knights of the Republic, uh, Bioware. Um, and then there was this game, too. I, I believe you had those decisions. But as it wasn't as heavy-handed as it was in uh, Old Republic, in Knights of the Old Republic. And I think i want to say um jedi academy or jedi knight academy one or two i think there was i think that one had um had kyle katar that one did have kyle katar and i can't remember if he had those options okay. yeah yeah well i'm gonna come in at my number three because you brought him up yeah. kyle katarn and uh, yes. dark forces man that oh, was yeah. like okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was a bit it was a bit rough. That was PlayStation One, maybe PlayStation Two. That game. Yeah, I, I just remember the last level. You fought the now legendary uh, Dark Troopers. So. The, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, before getting immortalized on the Mandalorian, like that was your big mission was to, um, basically like because he was supposed to be like a super spy for the rebels. And so you're going through all these first-person shooter missions and doing whatever to infiltrate the Empire, if I remember. And then the last level is like you were kind of racing against the clock to try and stop the Dark Troopers from uh, being activated. And then you face down like two or three of them. And I remember like the level level was multi-platform. I think you might have had a jetpack. But... The thing that was the most vivid to me was that the systems couldn't handle it very well. So the, the entire <laughs> battle arena was covered in like this gray fog. And uh, these dark troopers were roaming around in there and you were trying to take them out. But they had this fog effect because they couldn't render backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. As yeah, because was this like running off like the, the Wolfenstein kind of engine back then? Was it that one? Like the first person? Yeah, it was first person. It was a bit yeah. more advanced than Wolfenstein. It kind of fell yeah. into that same era as the the original Medal of Honor games and stuff like that. Oh, okay, um, yeah. But to their credit, like they put a lot of work into the levels and took you to familiar and creative places and whatnot. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it hurt the multiplayer aspects of it and stuff. Like 
I think the multiplayer is just like player versus player and you could run around and eventually try and find each other. We all know how fun like one-on-one <laughs> death matches. So yeah, man, that, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll slide Kyle Katarn in there as uh, honorable mention number three or yeah. Gaming experience is number three. What's number two on your list there, man. That's that's cool. I'll, I'll say on a quick note too, um, man, I really love that idea too. Cause I think Kyle Katar also had the, um, the stormtrooper origin, didn't he? Where he came as a, from a, where he came from a stormtrooper background. I thought he was a stormtrooper, then turned eventually, yes. which yeah. is something they kind of touched on in Force Awakens a little bit, which I really thought was a cool idea to to really go off of. But um, maybe one day, maybe one day we'll get him back in the in the main timeline, main canon. Yeah, but, I can't um, sorry, was that one or uh, Rogue Squadron three? That yeah, but yeah, you're right. That does ring a bell. Yeah, because he becomes force sensitive too, right? Like he ends up because I know he's in Jedi Academy. Yes. Yeah, or is it Outcast? There's so many of those. But um, anyways, man, yeah, for my for my number two, I've told you all. If anyone out there knows me, Troy the Boy eighty seven, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader is my guy, ride or die. And I'm going back to like 2005. We're on the rise of <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. And listen, then they give us the video game for PlayStation 2. And I it might have been on Xbox. I'm sure it must have been on the original Xbox. But Revenge of the Sith, the video game, was a treasure. Like, you get to play as Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Back then again, the graphics were awesome. The music, the sound was great. But the crazy thing is, we lived in a world back then when, like, we didn't care about spoilers. That whole game spoils the whole entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't even matter. I mean, I, I think the thing was with, with, with episode three, we already assumed, like, we already knew, like, this is the movie where Anakin literally turns into Vader. So that thing was kind of out the window, right? But when you get to do Anakin, he's now, like, Vader, but not in the suit. And you get to do the level that everybody wants to see when you go to Coruscant and you go to the Jedi Temple and you just mow down all these Jedis. That level, man, was so much fun. You're you're taking down the library. You can see, like, the laser, the lightsaber marks throughout the library as you're hacking and slashing. And back then this was, this was amazing. And Anakin has the hood up. It was so cool. And I remember there's like little cutscenes in there too, from the movie and not in the movie, because there's some scenes that you see in that game. They actually deleted from the movie. Um, I believe it's in that game. You see Anakin take out shock P and oh, it's not in the movie. Yeah. It's, it's not in the movie. It's in the book. But I don't know. But man, that game was just is something else. You get to battle Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end, obviously, on Mustafar. And you get to do that whole battle, that whole iconic battle from the movie. And I just remember being like, I'm going to love this movie when it comes out. And uh, sure <laughs> enough, I did. the whole uh, game before the movie. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's what I mean, right? There, there was no filter. There was no spoilers. Like, you remember, like, back in the day, like, when, like, Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi game would come out, or Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi game? All these games would come out, and you would play it. And he wouldn't even care. And then you'd watch the movie and like, yeah, great. And you you want to blink an eye. Um, Phantom Menace. I mean, when you get the score, the score, the soundtrack, it there's there's a there's a a track on there, and it, it's I think it's literally called like the death of Qui-Gon. Like they, they literally <laughs> tell you he's gonna die. And this is before the movie comes out, and people go in there and like, yeah, cool, whatever, right? Uh, just different times, but for me, yeah, episode three, Revenge of the Sith on the PlayStation 2, phenomenal game, man. Phenomenal game, so much fun. All right, man. Well, my number two, I'm going to build on that. But uh, I'm going to take it back not too many steps. 
but with the uh, Jedi Power Battle on the PlayStation Two, maybe PlayStation One. Oh my God! On the Dreamcast as well. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was essentially like a, yeah. a supercharged Phantom Menace game, where oh, you could play so as like a ton of different Jedi's from the Jedi Council. I remember you'd unlock them because like the first, like when you pop in the game, you could only play as Qui Gon and Obi Wan, and then you unlock yeah. like Mace Windu and then like Kaya and all. Yeah, Plo Kloon and so yeah. many different Jedi's, and it was just so yeah. fun. Like it was just a fun, fun game to unlock the different powers, and I think each Jedi had like a different skill that the other ones yeah. didn't like one of them was faster. One of them could do like force projections or whatever, but yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it was co-op and co-op games yes. have a special place in my heart. Cause it, they're just a good time with you and your buddies. And I remember we used to go through that one all the time. And then the last yeah. unlockable characters were Yoda and Maul, if I'm not mistaken. I think you could get Maul. Yeah. yeah. Man, you just, you know what? You blew my mind. I take it back. <laughs> Revenge is still number two, but that game definitely, in my opinion, takes out Force Unleashed. Like, how how do I forget about that game? That game was amazing. I had on the PlayStation 2, or PlayStation 1, sorry, and it was cool. And then I remember my buddy got a Dreamcast, because Dreamcast was a big deal. Everything was high res, or not high res, but is is definitely, the graphics were improved upon. And we played that co-op, like you mentioned, super hard, because there's platforming involved. Yes. And Mace Windu's uh, lightsaber was blue in that game. It wasn't even purple yet. I'm pretty sure his lightsaber was blue. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it was, I don't think it was purple yet, but there was a lot of fun in that game and um, super difficult. I, at least for me, it was pretty, pretty challenging. And they did something cool with like the virtual memory. Remember the, remember the VMUs, the virtual memory units on the Dreamcast? The little, yeah, like, like the memory cards. Yeah, it was like the Tamagotchi screens or whatever on there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I kind of remember they did something cool for Jedi Power Battle with those. It could be just how they animated and stuff, but I remember a few of the games for Dreamcast they used to integrate cool little, um, either mini games or mm-hmm. that you could influence what's happening in your game. Game. Yeah, like there's. I like, believe. I, I think I had a Godzilla game or something like that, and you could like grow, like different <laughs> powers and stuff, and yeah. Um, Crazy. I'll take I'll take a break here. Sorry, I guess we got like three questions going on. Should we should we run those by? Yeah, man, and then we'll get to number yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Hey guys, be jealous. I've been playing that mm-hmm. Super Star Wars trilogy on my stand up arcade in our living room we got for Christmas. Oh, Whoa. come on, Rick. Oh, this guy. Listen, Rick. Rick is a treasure out there, man. This guy. He's probably one of the funniest people I've ever come across on the internet. But this guy has it all. And to hear that he has that arcade going on, come on. That's nuts. I know. That, that's just not fair. That's just not fair. I, I hope you get taken out by a Gundark as you're trying to jump over the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Making me jealous, Rick. <laughs> All right. Let's check out another one here. What's your guys' opinion on uh, I um, on the recent uh, sort of uh, news going around that the sequels are like not aren't actual canonical and they're uh, they're actually thinking about redoing them. Yeah, I've been hearing that for a little bit now. Um it's kind of been a hot topic that um they're trying to retcon or apparently apparently so it's a rumor but apparently people are saying that um they're trying to retcon uh the sequel trilogy which um 
I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm not really feeling it. I mean, I'm not the biggest sequel person. I love um, Force Awakens big time. That's that's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Um, I kind of feel like they missed the mark after the next two. But um, I think Star Wars, man, has its place everywhere, you know? And, like, for me, like, I defend the prequels to death. But I know a lot of people don't really mess with them. But it's the history of Star Wars. And, and, to, and, and that's going as well with um, the sequel trilogy. You know, one day, or even now... It's 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 part of Star Wars. It's in the DNA, and I just feel like whether you love it or not, hey, we got the Mando right now. So if it doesn't really necessarily work for you, hey, man, the Mando is like killing it. So I just feel like we just got to accept it and uh, and roll with it. And I think it'd be a funny move for Disney to um kind of throw it out the window uh, because there is some really cool moments I would say in the sequel trilogy. And like I mentioned, like I love uh, Force Awakens. I feel like there's a lot of cool things they can kind of work off of still, but. Also, there's still a lot of cool things that we can do until we get to the sequel trilogy as well in the timeline of the Mando and um, Return of the Jedi. So, Yeah, man, I, I'd probably just echo those sentiments where I, I think we have what we have and, um, and those movies have their fans and they have a generation of people that grew up with them that those characters are going to be uh, really special to. But I think it'll get better with time as they build things around them. And I know that John Favreau talked about the Mandalorian potentially bumping right up against it. So I think that'll be what makes those movies better, where you see things like, how did we get from dancing with Ewoks on Endor to all of a sudden having <laughs> the Rebels and the Empire going at it again at the beginning of Force Awakens, right? Like, there's a massive piece of story that wasn't really told there. And yeah, yeah if you deep dive into books and all this other stuff, um, I'm sure it's there, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think there's the vast majority of people just consume this franchise via the, the movies and the TV shows now. And so it'll be the job of those things. And it's kind of like the sequel or the prequel trilogy in that those movies are infinitely better when looked at through the lens of the Clone Wars animated series. Mm. And there's a lot of things that I remember those movies coming out and my buddies that were really into the franchise being left cold. Cause it's like, yeah, well, where's the actual clone wars? Like you take us yeah. from kind of the, <laughs> the Genesis <laughs> point of it to the end of it. And you skip the entire clone wars kind of thing, but then you put things like that animated series in there. And then you, um, build out some more of the lore with the Mandalorian and whatnot. Right. Cause like mm-hmm. Fennec is going to be, in the Bad Batch show, so yes. that'll give us a few other angles at that. So I think similar things will happen with the sequel trilogy, where you'll get things to try and to kind of fill in that story and make the whole thing a bit more special. So I I don't mind them for what they are, but uh, at the same time, I respectfully know my place as the uh, on the periphery of the fandom. I, I don't like to talk out of school. Like if you want to come at come at me with the DC Comics questions, like uh, we'll, we'll brass knuckle fight, but <laughs> Marvel too. But uh, yeah, Star Wars stuff. I, I respect I respect the guys in the trenches, but uh, yeah, yeah that's, no, that's good, man. Sense. Uh, that's good. No, honestly, I, I think I think as a whole, word uh, Star Wars is in a really good place right now. I really do. I really do believe that. I think it's been in a pretty good place now um, in a long time. Uh, or since a while, because um, the Mandalorian, man, it, it's really done some crazy things, you know, just from the story that they get to tell in this long format. And also just, unfortunately, where we are right now in the world, we're doing nothing but streaming. And the Mandalorian is just 
especially this season, was just delivering it. And also, you know, having that week-to-week basis where you're just anticipating, much like WandaVision right now, um, or even like the boys, like a lot of those things have been doing like this week by week. And uh, I got to say, man, I'm just eating it all up. So uh, I, and you know, with that announcement too, that we're getting more like the Soka, um, the Accolades, uh, the Book of Fett. There's so much content that's going on that, you know, eventually if they want to do a big buildup to a Star Wars movie through these series, man, I'm right there. That's huge. So we'll see. Um, looks like we got another one. One more here. I'll just check that out. Um, just asking, uh, what are your guys' favorite online game or apps to use on either your phone or a game system or PC or whatever? Online game. Man, I'm I'm a bad guy to ask about that because it's like once uh once those responsibilities kicked in, I had to <laughs> I had to like distance myself from my my clans on ghost recon, <laughs> recon and uh, what was the other one that i used to play um yeah ghost recon advanced warfighter like that that was kind of my my jam was that 360 or... that one was that one of the the one of yeah, the launches for 360 yeah that was, was one that of the launch game? games for 360 and yeah. that was like the one that really highlighted the difference between like the playstation network and xbox live because like yeah the, I remember, like, I had them both, and like the matchmaking and the ability to play online on PlayStation Three was whack for man. Like the first two or three years that that system was in effect, and yeah, I think that like the the multiplayer gaming on the Xbox is really where that system got its fan yeah. base and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't uh, I don't mess with it too much, like, and partially because. I get super competitive and worried about my stats as far as like win loss ratio. Oh, so, right. Like, Oh man. Like I can't, I cannot be below 500. So like when I used to play like the <laughs> NHL games online all the time, it was like, no man, I got to have like a record that would get me into the playoffs kind of thing. If this was real. So um, yeah. And it was bad. Like I was playing, I had like all these online friends all over the place and, it was just, it was kind of weird back then because you'd have to just like use the chat all the time, right? And then you get like these like cyber stalkery dudes. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, those ones. And then the one that was the worst, but anybody that listens to our podcast will understand, was DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat. And Ooh. it's like, man, I could destroy at one point in time with that, with that game like there'd be times where it's like um I'd be playing batman be able to like just about perfect a guy or flawless victory i guess in that game and then he'd call seconds so you'd let him have seconds by just standing there and just take him out the next round and like do the do the grappling hook finisher once then there you go the, the sonic battering another time but uh yeah like my competitive nature and then just the amount of time that you have to invest now to get really good at the online games. Yeah. And with the mobile games, the amount of money that you got to invest in them. I just, mm-hmm. um, I don't mess with it. I just, uh, <laughs> now I'm like Geralt of Rivia, man. I just, I, I know what my job is and I, and I just keep to myself <laughs> in that game <laughs> space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what, for me, man, um, I'm going with you too on the Xbox, the Xbox 360. Um, because you know, you and I, we come from that era of like, you know, couch co-op, 
right? Playing those games with your buddy, with your boy, going hard all day, all nighters to beat that game. You know, there was no, there was no um, memory cards. There was no saving. You got, you got to leave that console on to done. And for me, man, it was, um, it was Gears of War one, Gears of War one on the Xbox 360. The co-op on that thing was unreal. Like, I just remember, I think it's the first proper game I actually played with like a stranger online and we're going to war against all of the, was it the Lotus? Is that what they're called? Or uh, the I can't remember the, yeah. the Locust, the Locust. Yeah. And uh, I remember the, the different unique weapons that you had. And, you know, I got the headset on and I'm talking to this stranger and we are going to war and we are like completing the game. And I'm like, I'm hooking up the TV and like. My uh my upstairs uh living room, my parents are gone, so I'm like, yo, I'm gonna hook it up right now and play on the bigger TV, gonna go to war. And um, I just remember being blown away by this game and just the co-op experience online. I, I had a blast, and yeah, that's on the 360, and it, it was it was pretty smooth. And and again, this was this was later 360, it was like probably in the mid, I think it was maybe two, three, four years out of the yeah. 360 lifespan. So it might have been like 2000. Well. No, maybe it's still early. Maybe it was like 2007, maybe that game was. I know there's like a trilogy of the Gears of Wars, but that game for me was uh, was phenomenal. Um, another one I really enjoyed playing on the PlayStation 3 was um, DC Heroes Online, DC Universe oh, Online. I, yeah, I, I loved that game. Yeah, it was it was a great MMO, but it didn't feel like, like the tropes of uh, a World of Warcraft or Guild Wars. And... Um, I loved it, man. I'm weird when it comes to like games where you can like create your own character. You have all these options, and I just want to be able to make Batman. I just want to be able to make Superman. Like I just want to play these guys, but I just want to be able to make like my Ben Affleck Batman. I want to be able to make like whatever kind of Superman or incarnation I want. And uh, this game eventually got there where you could have so much um, customization going on that I just got just thrown into this world and i just loved it i ended up making a wonder woman a superman a batman i'd make marvel heroes a couple of times in there and um i had a blast and i think i rode out with that game probably for like four or five years like hard like all the way from the playstation 3 and then it went over to the playstation 4 and um yeah man that was a blast so so for me man is gears of war when it came to online um dc heroes or dc universe online and actually currently right now on my phone like for apps i'm playing uh that star wars galaxy app I haven't put any money into it, which I'm kind of proud of myself because it's kind of hard not to. But uh, it's a really easy game to kind of just play when you got some time to kill. And um, yeah, man, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now with apps and online gaming. I know. Well, that's the danger with so many of those apps and online games is that it's like <laughs> we let you have fun with it for a while. But there comes that like definite point where it's like you got to pay money if you want to play this thing anymore. Yeah, boy. <laughs> 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 definitely does though right it's 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 crazy it's it's a new way of playing um and ea's really really taking a liking to pay to win kind of thing especially when you go to like the battlefronts and whatnot too right it's it gets dangerous man it's almost like a gambling system yeah well no for sure yeah. well yeah i got a buddy who plays i think it's kind of like star wars galaxies but it's like the transformers version of it and yeah. like he got into a group that like is to the point that they'll actually meet up. And I think the head guy for the group is from Vancouver and yeah. they'll stop in town and have dinner and stuff. But like that dude, I tagged along once. I never played the game in my life, but it was more because I was like, dude, I don't want you to get like killed in case this guy's like some weird, like highway rapist guy. So I'll just come and uh, <laughs> listen to him talk and I'm doing math and it's like 
thousands of dollars of people oh, yeah. into this Transformers game. And yeah. I just blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's crazy, um, man. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It, it is crazy. It is crazy. So let's clean up this retro space, man. Yeah, man, one, let's do it. What's your favorite game of Days of Die with Star Wars? My number one favorite Star Wars game of all time, hands down, on the Xbox, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, LucasArts, Bioware. Um, people like Mass Effect. You got to thank Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, because it's the <laughs> same developers, Bioware, that did it. And this game was phenomenal, man. I remember it was like the summer... Um, I was just graduating high school and um, my one buddy, that's kind of out with Star Wars. Cause at this point, I think it was like revenge was done. There wasn't really much going on. I don't know all too much about the clone wars. If it was happening yet, like the cartoon, like the original samurai Jack kind of cartoon. But my buddy's like, Hey, like you got to play this game. Like it's phenomenal. It's like, you like RPGs. Cause I was a big RPG guy, like final fantasy, breath of fire, you know, Chrono Trigger. That's my stuff. And he's like, you like RPGs. You got to play a Star Wars game. Knights of the Republic. And I'm thinking, like, no way. There's no way these guys would make an RPG, like a JRPG. Um, and they're like, yep, it's, it's it's here, man. Check it out. And he let me borrow it. And I remember all summer playing this game. And I was just blown away. And thank God this guy did not spoil anything for me. I know I just went on a huge rant about spoilers. This is the game to not be spoiled. And I won't even spoil it here, even though this game's, like, almost 20 years old. It's, 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 a, it's a pretty old game. But, um... I just remember the twist. In my opinion, Star Wars, in the world of Star Wars, there's two amazing twists. It's Empire Strikes Back, obviously, and it's uh, Star Wars Knights of the Republic, hands down. Um, the character creation was cool at the time, um, but having the choice to choose, you know, every now and then you get these options, like, do you want to go do this job for just being, you know, a good guy, or do you want to do this job and make a little bit of money, or do you want to do this job and kill this guy and rob him? at the same time and every time you do something bad it's dipping into like your dark side every time you do something good it's you know it's 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 um increasing your life side points um you can beat the game as a, a good guy a bad guy and then you can also be like a great jedi I, I feel like basically gray jedi kind of formed from the from this game and it was just an amazing journey um this game you know you had like your han solo kind of character you had uh bastla who was um like a pro jedi like a jedi master and then you meet these other characters along the way. There were some really cool droids. You could increase like your stats so you could like steal things, like your thief kind of aspect, or like your hacker, I guess, kind of um, your hacker. Um, I don't know what it would be, but your bank to like increase those kind of stats. Um, you could increase your lightsaber combat. You can get two like lightsabers so you can like dual weld um, your force powers, force push, all that stuff, man. This game had it all, and. Um, Easily, easily, it's my favorite Star Wars game. It actually led me and introduced me to my one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time, Darth Revan, um, who's someone I've just been like screaming, like, please bring this guy back because, ha, huh, man, this game, it's it's fire, man. You can play it anywhere now too. Like you can get it on Steam for cheap. I think you can get it on your mobile uh, for super cheap. Um, back, I think two or three years ago, there was somebody like a fan remake who was actually trying pretty hard to put that game together. Fortunately, um, they pulled the plug on that development. But um, I think we're in good times right now, man. I think we are going to get back to the Old Republic, like the Knights of the Old Republic. I think we're getting there. That's sweet. And I never did get to that one because that one was Xbox exclusive, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. Until it made its way to Steam, but it's Xbox only. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I've been ride or die with PlayStation for a long time. Took that yeah, man. brief dip with 360. And it was cool. Yeah. 
but uh, and you could play it on there. It had the backwards compatible. Like you could play that one on your 360. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I might have to. I might have to dust off the old Steam. Hey, just, man, I uh, still got the copy here. If you want it, <laughs> the, the Steam copy or the Xbox copy? Xbox the original. Yeah. Oh, I need to take Never. your Xbox too, man. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it's backwards compatible with the 360, I think I have one of those. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I must because I have that horrible Superman game that they made for that thing. Superman Returns. I do have that one. That one oh. was cool. No, you like that what, one, eh? But it's not that I liked it, but because the Xbox had the ability to put your own music to it, so I had oh, the John yeah. Williams score, and I would yes. just fly around and like, oh, look, another overturned car. I'll put out the fire and flip <laughs> this car over. And the fire was cat. the coolest thing. Yeah, it was. The you know what? Was it, was, awesome. it was a not bad. Game and it kind of made sense for how to do a Superman game, but I just yeah. find with that character they over they overthink it all the time, right? Like it's like, yeah, you don't hear people crying about like Thor, Captain Marvel. They're doing a freaking WandaVision show right now, being too hard to do content around. It's like, well, Superman hasn't been crazy OP since like 1985, like. That yeah. stuff is gone. Like the days of juggling planets and stuff. Like that's that's over. So yeah. Yeah, because that game they, they 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 took the approach where they um the city that you were saving was your health. So if the city was in danger, if buildings were burning, that's def that then that's draining your health basically, right? If the city's safe and it's quiet and it's okay, then Superman lives. I think that was like the approach how they, they gauged your health meter, I think, right? Yeah, like it wasn't a health meter, but you'd you'd basically fail if the city took too much damage yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, it uh, yeah, it was an interesting one. But there was another <laughs> one that they did where like Brainiac was it was like a comic book style one. Oh yeah, it's like cell shaded, and the cover was like very comic booky. Yeah, it was like him, like close to him, kind of punching through like the Xbox logo and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, one, that's that great. one had some cool stuff to it. it. Had a like the graphics were great for back then. It just like yeah. It had this kind of weird. I remember the camera being problematic, and some of the controls, like the takeoff and landing kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. sometimes those type of things were the kiss of death with those games. Back in make the or day. break, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, what's your, what's your number one, man? I'm dying to know. I'm dying to know because you got you got me stoked when you mentioned power battles. Like you just took me back all there, man. When you brought that up, so if you got something higher than that. Man. Okay, well, this one, this one may not take you back to that high, high. Yeah, and it probably—it's definitely not the best Star Wars game ever made. Mm-hmm. But man, I had so much fun with this stupid game, like playing with my buddies, and, and like it came out like we were a bit older, but I remember like one night, like we all had girlfriends or girls that we wanted to like hook up with and stuff. And I remember, like, we're playing this game, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, what has happened to us? Like, this is ridiculous. We're here with all these beautiful girls, and we are playing Star Wars Masters of Terrace Cassie, the Star Wars no. fighting game. <laughs> no, get out of here. No. <laughs> the fighting game? No. Oh, it was so good, but so bad. and just, Like the, the like, Tekken clone? Yeah. Totally. 
Man, and it, it, like I fully admit, it's the memories way more, way, way, way more than the strength of that game. But it was oh. pretty bold. Like that was the first time that they had a Star Wars multimedia product that took characters out of the comic books and out of the expanded universe. Because like Mara Jade was a character in he there. Was in it. Yeah. yeah, and Boba Fett, I think Luke, obviously in the black suit. Yeah, Han, Chewie. There, there's a couple extent. Ex- Extended universe characters in there. It was. It was. Yeah. It's actually a really yeah. cool roster. Yeah, and it like they did some cool stuff, and they had like the funny like entrances and exos and stuff, and yeah. But that uh, that one's more the memories than anything else. And like we were big, like we used to play the Capcom fighting games mm-hmm. with our hair on fire all yeah. the time, and so like all the fighting games, we had to put them through their paces, kind of thing. And like that one wasn't great, but. It, it made it into our into our library because of the Star Wars license and my buddy's going crazy for it and stuff like that. And it would frustrate them too when I was better at that game than they were because <laughs> they were the big Star Wars fans like trying to chop me down with Luke Skywalker. And I'm like, yeah, I got this Mara Jade character. Well, <laughs> let's go. That's hilarious to me because I remember um, the magazines, the gaming magazines. I remember how hyped I was just seeing like the photo art. I think a lot of the times like, I think the marketing was like Luke with the green lightsaber, kind of a close up of the saber yes. being ignited in front of him, and it looked really arcadey. You know, it looked like um, what's the game I want to say? It has a kind of like a look. yeah, it had a bit of a Killer Instinct look, and then also you, you know, Mortal Kombat was big, but the 3D one, Mortal Kombat Four, was kind of big again, even though it wasn't received very well. But remember the first 3D Mortal Kombat, but games were just going 3D basically at this point because this game was on yeah. PlayStation One. I believe it might have even been on computer. I don't know if he even made it to arcade, but um, I just remember being like, wow, this looks really cool. And it wasn't for like years, like years later when I got my hands on it. And I was like, what? I was really hyped for this game. And this is how it plays. Cause you know, I'm coming off of like Tekken three. Now I'm coming off of soul caliber. So well, at this point, why. I guess it's like an eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Cause if, if I played this, <laughs> if I played this early days, cause I think this even came out before like the analog, was on the PlayStation. I think this was just like the still the regular D-pad. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, kudos to them. You know, I would really like to see them go back and give us uh, a fighting game of Star Wars, especially now with the caliber of characters that you have. Like, could you imagine having like a Darth Revan versus like Darth Maul fighting game? Like, it'd be awesome, man. You know, to see Luke go up against Kylo Ren, but like in their prime. There's so much you could do, uh, especially with just lightsaber combats alone. The Mando versus versus, versus Boba, like ah man, I, I would pay a lot of money to play any kind of like fighting game, um, especially if something had like like the engine of like um, like a Soul Caliber, like a proper Soul Caliber, yeah, or even like Bushido Blade. Remember way back in the day, there was a Bushido Blade game. I think it was like Square, but it's very samurai like. Like one hit, you could possibly die depending yeah. on how the blade hits you, and you could like. You, you start off on one level, but that level expands across like all other levels. So you can like run from one level to the other, literally chasing one guy with a sword. And if he cuts you, like you're done. <laughs> so yeah. it'd be kind of neat to experiment with like a Star Wars game like that, where you're jumping through valleys, you're jumping through wherever to hunt down your character. Um, and if you hit him with that perfect blow, that's it. Or maybe yeah, you that, lose a limb. <laughs> that was SNK did that one, didn't they? Uh, maybe it was SNK. Maybe it was SNK. Bushido Blade. There was Bushido Blade 1, Bushido Blade 2. That that sounds right. It might have been SNK. 
cool. Yeah. But yeah, man, Soul yeah. Calibur, that, that's the ticket. Oof. Like, even if they just, because Soul Calibur does guest characters, because I think they did Spawn. Well, they did Star Wars, because they had Starkiller in there, they had Vader, and they had Yoda uh, way back oh. on the 360. So it's it it a console exclusive. So if you had like the PlayStation 2, you got, I think, I don't know, Darth Vader. And if you had the Xbox, I think if you had the Xbox, you definitely got Yoda. Oh. And then I think Starkiller was on both. But you're right, like GameCube had like Link. Um, Spawn was on like Xbox. That was awesome. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. Cool stuff. Did we get yeah. another message? Yeah, we got two. Check them out. Yeah, man. Let's check them out before we go to the next thing. Games over girls all day, boys. <laughs> that's Jared. Oh man, big Jared. Yo, that's 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 funny. That's 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 real talk. That's real talk right there. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys played For Honor? How do you guys feel about that? For Honor. Is For Honor, if I'm not mistaken, is that the one that was the combat was very uh, melee savvy, where it's like you had like the sword and shields? I think it was, wasn't it one of the games that they were kind of... Um, Hyping up the last gen four, like PlayStation Four. I think there's an E3 where I saw like the trailer for uh, For Honor, and it looked pretty in depth with like the combat, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. I didn't mess with that. For one. Honor was such a great, terrible game. <laughs> I gotta check that out. Do you, do you do you remember that one? No, I remember the advertising for it. I don't know if I'm mixing it up with Dishonored. Okay. Because there's one that had like a like a kind of knights or even like Roman centurion kind of feel. To yeah, it. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like, I think Dishonored was the one where it was kind of like some kind of like secret cults and guilds and it was Assassin's Creed type of game. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Google images. I definitely didn't play this, but this is the game I was thinking of. I just never played it, and it looked pretty cool. So that's unfortunate to hear that it didn't uh, didn't do as well as as it looked. Because I remember seeing this at E3, and I was like, "Wow, this looks cool." Yeah, well, and I I appreciate games that take us to different time frames and locations and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, yeah, that's a shame that that one didn't do better. Yeah, but speaking of current games, yeah, so we got. EA doing their thing with the Battlefront series and uh, Jedi Fallen Order. We've got squadrons that they put out, and then also Legos doing their thing. What uh, what are you messing with right now, as far as like the current gen of Star Wars games with that EA exclusive license? Yeah, well, you know, thanks to you, actually, um, it is squadrons. That's the most recent one that I, I picked up. I haven't made it very far. Um, I don't know if there's really spoilers in this game, really, but um, I basically just finished like the main tutorial, and there was a turn in the Imperial forces, and I thought it was a really cool turn. Uh, when we're introduced to this character at the beginning of the game, I was like, okay, and then I had a feeling that he was going to turn, and then when he did, I was like, my man, welcome to the Rebellion. Like, this is kind of cool. Um, yeah. The graphics are phenomenal. Like, phenomenal just to see how this game plays. Um, the frame seem the frame rate seems pretty decent, and just to see how smooth this game is, and the combat is very it's very for me at least it's very different than Rogues, like the original Rogue Squadron games on like the GameCube. Like 
um, the throttle and like how you have to use like your left analog to like you know throttle up, throttle down, the turns. It, it's it's all really neat. Um, it's it's cool, man. I I really do dig that game. I like what they did, and I like that the price point wasn't super high for this one. It wasn't like a triple A seventy nine ninety nine type game. I think it retailed originally at like the thirty nine mark, which is very respectable for what you're getting out of this game. Um, and it's like the first time in a long time where we can like create our own character in a Star Wars game since the Disney buyout. I would say it's not much of a character creation, but it's it's, it's decent. Well, doing yeah, it, it is funny how they had like <laughs> the, your spectrum of like every different color, and then male or female, and then here's your voices if you want to be like a rookie or a grizzled veteran, and yeah, a couple cocky. things in between yeah. type of thing. And yeah, no, that one was good. I I appreciated the story with that one as much as anything, and yeah, yeah, the sim aspects of it, like you know what, like it was a solid, a solid game. I think I would have enjoyed it more if I didn't drink all the time. But uh, it, that, that that one's rough to play and and enjoy a beverage at the same time. Oh, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't. Imagine. I mean, I was having a hard enough time as it is, let alone having a couple bourbon in me. Oh, I'd be crashing yeah, all over the place. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe if I don't drink, I'd be the greatest A-wing pilot of all time because that that, that there, was my go-to. Go. That one in the Thai interceptor. <laughs> What's uh? What else are you feeling? You're um. So I, I remember when we're always touching base there, uh, Fallen Order, man. Let me know because because I, I'm I'm jealous of you because you got to play that game later. Because when I first started with that game, there's still a lot of kinks, a lot of glitches going on. Um, anybody that knows Dathomir, um, I went to Dathomir very early on in that game, and man, was that ever a rude awakening? <laughs> I was oh, yeah. not you're meant not, to do. Uh, that. You're, you're not making it through those first couple of screens if no if you try and go too no. early. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know what F- fallen order for me um in my opinion is actually probably the best star wars disney game um under ea uh cal cal cal's an incredible character i really like him i love the story and you and i've gone back and forth about this the mechanics of behind your character learning his new techniques with a flashback of him being like a padawan and remembering those techniques is like during genius. the prequel era, no less. During the prequel era, right? Just <laughs> yeah. before sixty six, order sixty six, um, you know, doing like your wall, uh, your wall run, stuff like that is like wow, that is really cool. I love seeing like his his master who looks like he's like the same species as Zeb from Star Wars Rebels, but he's rocking like Anakin's like armored Clone Wars gear. Like, I love all that stuff. I love that detail. Um, it was cool. You know, the biggest thing for me, and I don't know if the game's changed, but like when I beat it, I felt. I finally felt like I was a Jedi. I finally felt like I got everything under control, the combat down, because it has a bit of that Dark Souls kind of combat. But then the game was over. You know, so just when I was really starting to get my feet went, I'm like, cool, I know how to take down the spiders. I can know how to do this and do that, use my force powers. And then I'm not going to spoil it, but I get to the end and it's like, okay, this is this is definitely it. <laughs> the game's over now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, the, for me, like the the thing that makes that game sore is the story. The story was yeah. phenomenal, and to to take him like the first level where you're at, and like all the Easter eggs as you're you're basically like a salvage guy in hiding. Yeah, and then to take him through his journey into becoming essentially a Jedi Master at the end for how they set it up, type of mm-hmm. thing. Um, just phenomenal and like yeah Cameron Monaghan as Kyle Kestis was oh he's great 
yeah, like I wanted him, like if he showed up at the end of the Mandalorian season two, I would have been super happy and fist pumping. Like Luke was amazing, but like yeah. Cal, Cal's my boy, man. Like he's, I know you wanted that. I would never, cause I know when we had our predictions, I, I, I was, I was team Luke, but I remember you were like Cal. I think Tim was Ezra, Ezra. And, um, I think that would have been really cool. If, if Cal did pop up, I would have been like, okay, I would have applauded that. That would have been pretty cool. Um, I can't wait to see where they take him in part two because I love his cast. I really like his uh, his Jedi Master, mm-hmm. um, and I love love uh, the Night Sister from Dathomir. Yes, love that character. Like I, I just want more of her. I th- I thought she was phenomenal, and um, I, yeah, I can't wait to see more from that that franchise from that series, basically. Yeah, and I would love to see them in live action. Like I think you could parachute them into the Mandalorian super easily because yeah. I think like all three of them are actual actors and actresses. And yeah. then you have like the, uh, the one kind of alien character, but mm-hmm. none of them are crazy busy and they'd be plausible gets. And the story is set up perfectly for dovetailing into the Mando and you wouldn't have to spend all that money on doing the, the agent stuff with Luke. So that's true. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and that is as far true. as the game goes, mm-hmm. the locations that they take you and that they essentially turned into like a Tomb Raider style game, but mm. the Empire was kind of always around was was wicked. And if they give you yeah. a chance in number two to have a a rematch instead of yeah. just running away with that uh, end oh. end confrontation, that could be man. pretty special. Listen, when I saw that, I was like, it's done. Like I was like, first of all, the 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 entrance, the opening of that character popping up, I was like, oh man, just set that tone, just set that tone. And then when I encounter him, I'm like, okay, this this is it. There's no way I'm making out of it. And I and I thought too before, I'm like, if this game has a certain somebody in it, you're 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 done. You're not making it out. But the way they pulled it off was cool. The way they pulled it off was like, yeah, like that could have happened. That could happen for sure. Um, but it can't happen twice. If he crosses paths again, <laughs> that's well, we know why he's not there in the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, if he does. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm with you, man. I would love to see these characters in, in live action, whether it was like in a, a solo two, like if he popped up, or if he popped up in the, like the Lando uh, rumored series. Or no, it's it's official now. It is official. Yeah. So if he popped yeah. up in the Lando series, um, I'm totally totally up for that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, it's him, and then uh, even the lady that plays Aiden Versio in the Battlefront Two. I thought that character oh. was super cool, and they could play her a couple ways, right? Because they could play her at the beginning of the game where she's part of the Empire, or they could yeah. play her when she has her turn, kind of thing. Or, quite frankly, you could even just adapt that game into a pretty compelling movie because it was cool. Like it was one of the few times that you get a glimpse into the Empire, and it's like. Oh yeah, this is why people would sign up, and yeah. it kind of makes sense because it made like the empire's not not only sympathetic, but you could see um, how that worldview was appealing because they kind of show you how things were happening on certain planets without the empire um, being in control, kind of thing. So yeah well it, ha- it had that um that claudia gray um lost stars effect where it's just like the world that these people are in 
yeah, there's the empire, but they just look at them just like our government. And you're just like, yeah, I'm going to work for them. Like one day I'm going to be like the best pilot, you know, with a, with a, with, um, with, uh, well, I'm lost for words right now. Um, but basically, you know, you just, you have characters that are like, I want to work one day on the Star Destroyer. I want to work on the Death Star. Um, and they may yeah. not even know what it's all about, but the, the, uh, Claudia Gray book does such a cool job on explaining like how, um, um i forgot the character's name thane or thane thane and um i've got the other character's name but anyways it's just it's a really cool deep take in what's going on in like the world of the empire and how yeah we've known that they're bad but these people just like work for them they go to they go to work every day they come home every day and that, that's that and it's just like yeah. i'm just a truck driver <laughs> that happens to be under the empire <laughs> you know what i mean and i i think that's a cool take and i and i love when star wars kind of dives into that a little bit more right but um, I definitely like to see more of that going forward. Yeah, no, that uh, like under the EA tenure, like I think Fallen Order is like the gold standard for products that they've put out. But like, yeah, after a terrible out with Battlefront One, like I remember being so choked that I spent like the ninety bucks to buy that game, and it's like, really, this is it? This mm. like bare bones not very fun no. multiplayer deathmatch game that Fortnite yeah. gives me for free is what you sold me for. And then uh, to get Battlefront 2 and that one like yeah, uh, I, I was one bit and twice shy so I didn't buy that one day one but I remember there was a summer sale and I got it for like 12 bucks. I was like 12 bucks? Yeah. I'll pay that. Just, just to mess around. People said it's good and uh, I loved the campaign mode in that game. I thought it was awesome. Campaign was cool. And the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on Luke, like that moment that you get to be Luke for a bit, which was so cool because that would probably be, that would line up pretty close to the Luke in Mando because I believe that's like, that game, I believe, is like five years out from Return of the Jedi. Like, at least you see like Jakku because doesn't, don't you get the Battle of Jakku in that game? It was definitely one of the, the settings for Deathmatch. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you do mm-hmm. have on. I'm trying to think. It was part of the campaign, or if it was just like a just a map, like a capture the flag type map. But uh, right, yeah, because the game actually starts like you're the empire as you lose the Battle of Endor, right? So yes, you're you're on like the forest moon and you're trying to escape and stuff from the Ewoks <laughs> and the rebels. Yeah, so it was cool. And then you're trying to get yeah. your revenge and reestablish the empire and then yeah it, it was a great great story mode and actually the game itself is pretty fun like my daughter plays it all the time online kind of thing solid but... got a couple questions here let's uh let's do everyone saying for honor was a battle of vikings knights and something else all fighting in like melee style arena combat yeah. right yeah yeah, that does sound familiar. That's definitely the one then that I was thinking of. I, it might have been two or three years ago at E3 when I just I remember being hyped like, wow, that looks cool. That looks cool. Get your Russell Crowe Gladiator on. Yo, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> Yo, that movie is so good. <laughs> Can I just say like, oh, man. Yeah, man. Ridley Love brought it. it with that one. Oh, man. We got another one here. So what's the Star Wars? star wars yeah man star wars gaming that's that's the one um 
So where were we going off of now? Because we were talking about um, Battlefront 2. You were late to it. But you you did it the right way. You did the right way because you paid like 12 bucks. And um, I think by the time you hopped into, there's so many more characters released. So I, I I didn't get into it as late as you did, but I got into it late enough to pay maybe like 19 bucks. And what, by the time you got into it, Anakin was there. Obi-Wan was there. You got the Clone Wars armor. Um, there's a lot of new well, characters added say, in. I know exactly what caused you to buy into that game. <laughs> you know it, man. You know, when they when they released the Anakin, because Anakin wasn't there released, it was um it was pretty basic, the characters they had. Um, but I remember being like Vader. Um Vader, Vader was dope. Vader was a lot of fun. Uh obviously Jedi Knight Luke was a blast. I had a lot of fun with Ray. Uh Finn was pretty cool. But the look, I just remember like the menu screens, just looking at the different skins that you could get. And I was like, wow, like these characters look cool. Like uh, Alden Air Knight, too, is like young Han Solo. All these character okay. models were really, really cool. And uh, I love like the battles, the maps. Like, um, what was it? It's uh, Coruscant. I think it's Coruscant or Naboo. I think it's Coruscant. No, it's Naboo. It's Naboo, sorry. And um, I remember just going to like the settings and just plowing down a bunch of like, uh, droids with with anakin just having a field day uh (laughs) (laughs) it was it was pretty cool man but you know what i feel you the story mode is great i just wanted more of it i really felt like the story mode was like awesome i just want more but it's a very it's a very multiplayer kind of game i guess yeah that's where it has its longevity but yeah the I, i almost would have traded it for like a super robust really long story mode but uh yeah yeah it's fun it's fun and much like you with uh playing with anakin mowing down guys yeah. kylo kylo is my jam i just oh, save up those yeah. uh, experience points and be able to unlock him and yeah he was he was my favorite to run around and so what's what, what's your kylo so like for, for me like i love kylo and this is just in general this isn't just the game but I love the look of kylo ren in force awakens like that haunting like reaper look Love that look. Um, what's your favorite? Uh, yeah, what's your favorite color? Ren? I kind of dig the Rise of Skywalker look with the red yeah. cracks on the mask. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 that's the one that I like the best because it, it's kind of cool. get him in the game. Yeah, I think they have like hooded Kylo and then yeah. just like the hood down Kylo and then the red cracks on his mask kind of thing. Yeah. So, but that was like another thing because you have to pay to get like the little unlock boxes, right? You get like one or two yeah. type of things. So, yeah, the loot boxes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah. not feeling that. Like, I'm not paying no. for <laughs> surprise Funko box nonsense. So. Yeah, Kinder Surprise. Yeah. No thanks. I, I um just throwing it out there. If you could, if you could put out a Star Wars game today, right now, EA Lucas Arts is like, hey man. We want you to do a Star Wars game. What do you, what do you got? Like, what would you? I, I I got an idea now. I guess kind of if you coming off the campaign of um, Battlefront Two, is that something you dig deeper into? Different time, different era, or what do you got, man? Yeah, I would do a survival game set between Episodes Three and Four, where cool. you're like a, a Jedi kind of in the last days before order 66 go through order yes. 66 and then where your life takes you kind of after that and oh. do a bit of an rpg where you're going to towns and um 
trying to survive and keep yourself afloat, but at the same time, not out yourself too much or draw too much yeah. attention to yourself. And the metal gear in there. Yeah. Low. How about you? <laughs> yeah. I like that. I, I just got thrown out there too. I mean, with that timeline, man, like that's like, um, that's right up there. If you threw like Quinlan Voss, cause Quinlan Voss is like one of the cool Jedi's out there that we still don't know what's happened to him. And I would love to throw that character in, in your game that you you just mentioned. I'd love yeah. to have that guy be like the main dude. Because he's um, the guy that looks, he looks kind of like Nikali from Street Fighter V, right? With like the dreadlocks and stuff. Yeah, man. Such a cool yeah. look. Yeah. Yeah. He has a great book in um, Dark Disciples. Is it Dark Disciples? Well, basically, it's, he has a romance with uh, Asajj Ventress. Um, a lot of Count Dooku in there. It's, it's, a, it's a great book. Um, but he's still out there, man. He's still out there. So and is he related to like the Voss character that Paul Bettany played in Solo? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I think that's actually. I think I think Pablo Hidalgo um kind of answered that one day because a lot of people were kind of speculating. But yeah, no, uh, no relation. It's kind of just like the like the was it the Attilies Attilies name out there? It's just, it's just one of those common names, I guess. <laughs> Star <Okay>. Wars. <laughs> no, for me, man. If um if I got the keys, uh, I'm taking an RPG. Um. It, it would be it would be a Knights of the Old Republic game. It'd be a Knights of the Old Republic game. Um, it'd be wild. You know what I do because I feel like with Disney right now, right? Um, it's not necessarily a problem, but it's just with the Star Wars games, it all has to fit in canon. Mm-hmm. That's, so we're kind of constrained a little bit, right? We can't really branch away. We can't, you know, we mentioned uh, character creation in um, Rogue Squadron, right? It's very limited. And you can't really do much. So I feel like if you took a game like Knights of the Republic, which is also known for character creating, but also known for like hardcore RPG elements, very story driven, choose your own path. I think you'd make a game called Knights of the Republic Tales from Mortis. And Mortis, for anyone out there that's um, dug into the Clone Wars, Mortis is that planet. It's a very forced planet that's kind of held and welded by the father who represents the balance. And then he has the son who's the dark side and he has the daughter. That's the good side, the light side. Right. And I feel like if you had a game where it's like, it opens up with Mortis and it's the father, that's just kind of like telling like a tale of like the era of the old Republic from there. Now as a gamer, you can create what you want. Cause it's a tale. It's still like kind of Canon, but it's a tale. So you can now create your girl, your guy kind of character still set in the old Republic. And it would, um, it would have ties to the old Republic one and two, but you could kind of just go at it and make your own character without having the consequences of like, well, that's not Canon, but it can be just from a certain point of view. So you know what I mean? So you still kind of have all that, the star Wars juices and it kind of, uh, it's a little bit of a loophole to go out there and really be able to create your own character. If you want to make whoever you want, you can, but you still, but the characters that you interact with still play a part in the Canon world of star Wars. You just get to do a little bit of, you know, have a little fun. So, um, that's what I do, man. Star Wars Old Republic, Tales of Mortis. That's that's what I'm going with. That's cool. Well, you're talking yeah. about having the getting the keys given to you. And uh yeah. why don't we get into a little bit of uh state here? So EA Games no longer has yeah. exclusive license for Star Wars gaming, but they yes. came out actually it was just like yesterday or the day before and said, like, we're not exclusive, but we still um have some projects in the pipe and there's a lot of we want to do with the franchise kind of thing, which is cool. Like if they're a bit yeah. hungry and a bit humbled, I, uh, I always look forward to projects coming out of people like that. So, uh, but Ubisoft and massive entertainment are who's been tapped by Lucasfilm to kind of do the next round of star Wars games, man. So with the, uh, 
with the upcoming slate? What do you want to see? Like what eras, what kind of games and, and maybe keep a, uh, an eye on the type of franchises and type of things that Ubisoft has done in the past and maybe building yeah. on that for what they're going to do or if you want to see them do something totally ground up. Well, you know, I really like that idea that you pitched, like the, the Quinlan Voss game there. Um, and you know what? I got to <laughs> say with with Ubisoft, with Ubisoft, um, that's uh, Assassin's Creed, obviously. Right? Yeah, man. Just like this hat yeah. I'm rocking right now. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So with Ubisoft, I think it'd be kind of cool if you could run that engine and have a, a game kind of set in your in your era where it's between episodes three and four. Um Maybe even during Order 66, like right in the heat of things. And you got to use a little bit of that espionage, a little bit of like your your uh, your stealth to kind of hide from like the troops. And I mean, if you fight them, you fight them. It's cool. But the game mechanics would be more behind kind of like the Metal Gear games, right? Where the Metal Gears that like, you can hide, it's cool. And it's really sleek if you do. But if you want to, you know, knock out some... some uh, some baddies you can by all means and i think it'd be kind of neat if you could limit yourself kind of like when you start off in um fallen order like you kind of i think fallen order did it where you can kind of use your powers but you kind of have to like dumb them down a little bit like you can't just be so obvious with like the the people that were searching for you the troopers that were searching for you mm-hmm. um i think there'd be a lot of cool things that you could do but i think ubisoft is is a great developer to be behind or studio to be behind a star wars game um so much you can do there Oh yeah, man! Like I, I love, love, love the Assassin's Creed franchise. Like, j- just the look and the designs when they were promoting that first game sold me, and I was all in. Yeah. Bought it like sight unseen. I dug it. Um, it wasn't quite the realization of what the trailers promised, but then right. you get into Assassin's Creed Two, and they fixed all the things that were wrong with that one, and it's like. I've been in hook, line, and sinker, like to the point I bought a Windows phone when they came out and like Assassin's Creed was exclusive on there kind of thing. So you could play it on your phone. But <laughs> baby. Uh, oh yeah, man. I I love that franchise and I'm I'm dying to play Valhalla. But I was kind of holding out for a PlayStation 5. But yeah. Who knows? I might be retired by the time I get my hands on one of those. So I might <laughs> I have, have a better chance to get the PlayStation 6. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So I might have to just bite the bullet and do the free upgrade thing when that one hits. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, if they use that engine, like honestly, you could just map Jedis onto the engine for that thing and and you're rock and rolling. Like even if you did like yeah. a Mando style game and you don't even have to traverse different planets, like if you're just stuck on one planet, but they do it kind of like um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag where you're going around the Caribbean islands or um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You're going, if you're just kind of taking boats and other like kind of sea and ground transports to different locations, but it's a totally mm-hmm. open world. Like that would be cool. Like I can't remember in like that episode of Mando when they meet Bo-Katan for the first time, if that's Mon Calamari oh. that they're on, oh. but something like that. Right, where you're traveling by boats and then you're yeah. jumping on ships here and there and you're uh, interacting with different townspeople and stuff like that. But like we've seen lots yeah. of examples and like, uh, of course, there's always The Witcher is kind of the gold standard for those type of games. And Right. Yeah. I think w- would you be, uh, sorry, would you be force-based or would you be uh, Bounty Hunter-like? Like what would you like your core uh, kind of character outline to be or play I style? Th- 
think you'd get like I think you get more longevity out of a game if you do it bounty hunter style. Yeah, kind of like Star Wars Bounty Hunter back in the day with Django. Remember Django. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If they just didn't quit making that game right at the end, <laughs> actually finished it, it would have been a pretty cool product. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I would maybe go Bounty Hunter based, or even like yeah. just kind of like Rebel Spies or something like that, just because you could get like, cool. a little more. Um, longevity out of it but at the same time if you end up going jedis there's no harm in that and like sure. sword fighting is ubisoft and butter so i drew that <laughs> i think they'd be able to do a ton with that so yeah, yeah who knows and the other franchise that they have or like massive in particular is the division like so that game yeah like where you're kind of trying to control points within Washington, D.C. kind of thing. And it's a bit of an MMO where um, there's different elements to it. Like there's stealth elements to it. There's capture the flag elements to it. There's like stealth elements to it. So something like that, like even set like prequel era with clone troopers versus droid armies. Like that could be pretty incredible. Like proper battlefront. Yeah, and you'd be able to get away with not having them hop in planets and stuff like that too, right? So Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool, man. Um I would like to see something like that. Um I really like your idea with the bounty hunter aspect too. I mean, like you mentioned, like Jedi's, yeah, you could do that. That's cool. Um Dark Side. Dark Side game could be pretty cool too. Pretty fun. Yeah, like Secret Apprentices or something like that. Oh man. That would be awesome. And uh, who knows? I mean, I guess like um, the High Republic is still pretty young, but if you even set something in the High Republic, I, well, I guess there's no Sith at that point. So you'd have to probably either go Old Republic. Um, I would say a Plagueis, like if you did a Plagueis game and you're like a young Palpatine, but I feel like that plays out so well on like a, like a, a streaming device, like a TV series to see like a young Palpatine plot his way through and mastermind their plan of Order 66. Like that's that's a TV series, you know? Yeah, like I think the yeah. sweet spots for doing Star Wars games is to do it like the canon or main character adjacent, right? Like, yeah, where it's like these characters exist and you might get a briefing from kind of like with um, squadrons where Harrison Dula is in the game, but she's not in the yeah. game and like, yeah, dominating it. You kind of got your own thing, so it gives you some storytelling latitude. And mm-hmm. you're in a war, right? There's lots of battles going on. and Luke Skywalker doesn't have to be in every single one type of thing. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True yeah. that, man. <laughs> yeah, man. True that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, got, we got another question here. Let's see All what's right. going on. I would love a Star Wars Grand Theft Auto style game with Mandalorians and smugglers and all the other Ooh. low life of the galaxy. Yo, that actually sounds pretty cool. Like, Honestly, like when I heard that just now, I'm thinking of like solo and like Han just like hijacking someone's speeder and taking off, doing whatever he wants to do. He's taking he's taking bounties if he wants to. He's interacting with others. He's you know, he's doing the Boba Fett where he's like, you know, hitting on a chick by, you know, giving her like that little chin kind of grab and then <laughs> here's one for you kind of thing. <laughs> like um I, I, I think there's a lot you could do there. 
that could be really, really fun, man. That could be really fun. Yeah, man. Like those, like again, those Grand Theft Auto games have proven like you can have these massive environments and like hundreds of different interactions and different story arcs that you can take your characters on. And yeah, yeah. Or even if you're just uh, some scruffy kid out on the streets of Karelia, right? And then yeah, you work your way up and either end up hooking up with the rebels or the empire or being a bounty hunter or a gangster or they're... yeah like jabba's yeah, man like, like can you imagine like interacting with the huts and being down and like because there was a game before uh 1313 which got uh kind of got pulled the well yeah it definitely got pulled the plug but um i think it was like basically like the underbelly of coruscant and it was gritty it looked very much like the beginning of solo there and that would be a pretty cool setting it's basically where like um uh soka was in uh the, the spice sisters episode of uh clone wars there <laughs> the one yeah, that's man, my favorite. the spice sisters your favorite episodes of clone wars yeah. but um yeah i mean if you had a game even set somewhere like that it'd be pretty cool well yeah I'm and if you're playing that. with that grand theft auto style engine why not lean into yeah. it and do like a grand theft auto star wars game like you don't have to have all the the non pg type um stuff that grand theft auto can bring like you, you can have it if you want but I'll tell you right now disney's not gonna let you but um <laughs> yeah do like the the cr- criminal underworld game and oh. throw the huts in there and stuff yeah that'd be yeah dope. that's a great idea dancing twilix all over the place yeah exactly <laughs> exactly for the price of that like star wars um hotel that they got going in disneyland i'm assuming that you get no at least doubt. one in your room <laughs> so we'll oh, see man. maybe it's Di- maybe it is disney canon <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah man so yeah. i gotta let you go off as we close this thing out yeah rumors man. are knights of the old republic three what are you mm. thinking who's gonna do it and uh what's your hype level for this uh tease that's out there oh Oh, huge, man. This this is amazing news. Like I, like I already mentioned to you guys, I love Star Wars The Old Republic, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, number one. Uh, number two wasn't necessarily bad, but it wasn't uh, Bioware. There's another company that came in there because Bioware then decided to be like, hey, we're going full in on Mass Effect and look how big Mass Effect became, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got Bioware EA, I believe, which is a little different. Um, they did Old Republic, which they were basically cashing in off of the success of like World of Warcraft, a Guild Wars kind of game, you know, a massive, uh, you know, online uh, role-playing game. Um, so still it was like a, it was like a sequel to the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic, but it was like set many, many years later. And yeah, characters like Revan did pop up, but it just, it was a little disjointed. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 3 though, man, uh, there's rumors that it could be the same team that originally did it and they formed their own studio called uh, Archetype or Architect, I think. I think that's the name of the, the studio. But there's rumors that they could be possibly working on this game, which would be incredible uh, just to get back to that world. Because the cool thing is, and it's the amazing thing about the Old Republic era is just it's a time where there's so many Sith and there's so many Jedi. When you go back... Mm-hmm. Go on YouTube, you go type in Old Republic cutscenes, and you get to see that cinematic of the Jedi's going at it with the Sith, and the, the red lightsabers are igniting. It's a cool battle, and it's just, it's just quite frankly, something we haven't seen much of in Star Wars. 
not enough. Um, so to go back to that world, but make it more story driven and less MMO, but more RPG is just a fantastic thing because I think we were, we, we have our hands full and I think we've been pretty satisfied with at least a lot of the online aspects of star wars we have enough of that right whether it's battlefront whether it's um the rogue squadron games or even like on the phone but for an actual you know besides uh fallen order we haven't had a hard like step into like a story driven game with like actual hard rpg elements and um i think there's a huge hype around this and we're possibly getting closer and closer to bringing revan to live screen maybe off of the success of this game there's potential there so um yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know exactly how they're going to go about it. I mean, it makes sense why that last game, old the nice old Republic one uh, remake, the fan remake was kind of taken down because probably because you know they're making way for a new game to come up and they don't want to obviously deal with any of that stuff. So maybe we're uh, we probably got a remaster first. Probably got a remaster as one and two collection, kind of like what they're doing with the Mass Effect collection right now. That actually just was dropped. I think two days ago they announced it. So I won't be surprised if. Um, if Star Wars uh, LucasArts kind of teases us with a, a remaster first, just to get our feet wet, see the success of that, and then they hit us with a Star Wars Knights of the Republic 3 with my boy Revan. Oh, I cannot wait. Love that. Yeah, that'll be sweet, man. I'll finally get a yeah. chance to play it. I'll, yeah. It's one of those legendary status games where you can't bring up Star Wars gaming and not hear about how fantastic that game is. So... I don't often regret not being an Xbox guy, but that was definitely one of those <laughs> spots that I that I feel I missed out on. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great, man, for you, especially because I know like it is tough, even on Steam, even with all the mods and all the updates. Um, the game just doesn't look that great anymore. It, it's you know, yeah. it's just it's due for a remake or a remaster. And I think now's the time to give it to us and just just polish it up, just like what they're doing with Mass Effect. Um, just polish that game up because that thing would sell. And just for the new audiences out there, like it's a win-win. For the people that played the game, they know the twist. Awesome. For the people that don't, they are going to be blown away. But either way, both parties are going to buy that game. Guarantee it. That is awesome. Well, yeah. we'll uh, cap it there, man. Like, like yeah, I man. said, there's pages and pages and pages of stuff. Like, we could probably run our own spinoff show just going through like Star Wars games chronologically, one after another, and <laughs> no doubt, given our two cents and sordid tales of my youth with them. But uh, alas, <laughs> yeah, here we are. So, yeah, everybody that joined us tonight, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate you spending your Saturday night with us, and for on this uh, podcast. Let us know what you thought of this show, the inaugural uh, Nerd Room Arcade episode, and what you liked, what you didn't like, what you'd like to see more of, what you thought was good, and see us focus on in the future. And yeah, this is like a fledgling enterprise for us here. And uh, yeah, we'd like to do more, and we're happy to tailor it however you want. I don't know that Troy or I are um, the buy, blind by games day one and work our ways through them over 48 hours kind of thing so if you want those there's thousands of guys on youtube but if you want uh, awesome <laughs> retro gaming experiences or just how we enjoyed stuff yeah by all means by all means that's uh kind of what we're kind of what we're going for and you know we, we just needed an outlet for the high highs and the crushing disappointments that were uh squares
Avengers game, and that's how this podcast, <laughs> spin-off podcast, was born. So who knows? Maybe oh, we'll do man. that episode after that Spidey DLC finally drops. So <laughs> finally, <laughs> I know, I know, man. Like, cause like the Hawkeye stuff has come out, and yes. I, I was so different towards that game by the time I put it down. Like, I can't even be bothered to try out those new levels right now. I, I can't even. I, yeah, because I've seen, I've seen Kate Bishop's in there, and I think there's been uh, some cutscenes, some trailers for, for Hawkeye himself, and I'm just like, yeah, you know what, man? Until I see, like, Black Panther or Spider-Man pop up, I'm just not coming back to that game. It's And I was hyped. I was hyped for that game. But yeah. save it for another episode, I guess, nope. for me. <laughs> Yeah, we'll save, we'll save it for another episode. But uh, yeah, you can catch everything that we do uh, on at the Nerd RM on Twitter. You'll be able to catch all our podcast drop announcements. And yeah, follow us at the nerdroom.net if you want to tap into the website. And yeah, once again, thank you so much for joining us. I don't have that smooth template to the back of the memory like our boy Tim producer Tim there but uh, you know none of this would be possible without him so all credit to that guy any closing thoughts my man no man this is this is so much fun um, and I just again I can't stress enough thanks everybody for checking us out for one giving us a chance and and giving this app a chance I know this is all different um, and we're all just kind of rocking with it and seeing how it goes but if you guys like it if you guys feel it we can keep going on this app and if not we can always do something different we can always go back to our traditional format but uh, again I um, really appreciate everybody out there that uh, made the time to check us out and send us some of those voicemails it's so much fun interacting with you guys um, on a different level than text so um i continue looking forward to more and more chats with you guys down the road cheers all right and on that note everybody have a good safe and if you're north of the 49th warm evening and we will check you guys next week on our regular schedule podcast take care this has been a nerd room podcast production you can find our hosts tim troy sanjay and carlos on twitter at the nerd rm troy the boy 87 sanjabi and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out the nerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.